Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. It is hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today for you here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Thanks so much for watching the show. Don't forget... Please like and subscribe to our show for those of you who are watching it on demand on YouTube or over on SportsGrid.com. Also, some great ways to watch us over on Pluto TV Channel 517, Zumo TV Channel 719. Of course, those are apps on your iPhone or Android. Watch Stir Mm -hmm. is another great way to watch the show. And Joe, the great thing about those is that not only do they give you great SportsGrid content, but in your spare time, you can also watch some old TV shows, some videos. And I'm diving into all those old 80s shows, Magnum P.I., Hunter, Mm. Miami Vice. It's like everything that I used to watch in the 90s on a Thursday night or Friday night. I'm just popping them on. And not A-Team. The A-Team's another one. Not easy to watch uh, like they used to be just Mm. because they they don't quite hold up as well. The acting is a little... uh, I mean, it's good acting, but it's a little over dramatic. I would, you know, very big, you know, for the '80s and '90s, a little over dramatic. Not like our show, which is just no, really no. down to earth, just unwatchable. But yes, <laughs> yes, pretty much, <laughs> pretty just much. unwatchable. Just... <laughs> but uh, one no. minute into the show, Joe <laughs> says you may want to hit that stop button. Right the um, the thing with the '80s, a lot of the '80s stuff too, is that if uh, not as easily. Like, to, to come in a couple episodes or something was a little bit harder, I think, uh, in the 80s because the stories weren't as uh, generic as they are seem today. But, you know, catching Miami Vice, um, yeah. you got to really kind of follow that from the beginning. But the 80s had some of the best ever. Uh, I mean, Remington Steel, Knight Rider. Still. Yeah, right. Oh, I love Night Rider. Night Rider. That was David, watch TV. Come on, David Hasselhoff. That was, uh, I always wanted that damn car. So um, I, I had like a toy kit. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that was even before a lot of the classics. Che- uh, Cheers, of course, but Freeze Company. I mean, there is, I could honestly watch those. And I've seen every one of the $6 million man, Bionic Woman, the original yeah. Charlie's Angels. Charles in Charge. Charles, oh, Scott Bayo, they get any better than that. My word. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, you know, some of these shows I still watch, they uh, show different strokes every once in a while. Absolutely. Somewhat of a 70s show. Yeah, Mrs. Garrett. Jefferson. Then they had the, the Webster. Remember when they tried to do the same show with yeah. Webster? Yeah. I tried to show my son uh, the show Alf, and he just didn't understand why they went through lengths with this puppet, this, this uh, sarcastic yeah. puppet guy from another world. In the family, it just—I—I I, I mean, that it was one show that I really liked at the time that absolutely doesn't hold up at all. Like no. you watch five minutes of that thing and you're like, "Yeah, there are ow, some of ow. them." But like that time, it was so cutting edge because it was like, "Wow!" But it was. You're like, "Wow, it's out of this." Has world. he ever watched the Alf? Muppets? Have you ever had? Oh watch? yeah, yeah, because the Muppets came back again over the last five, ten years. They had like uh, the original show though when it was on. Oh, the, the original? No, I haven't shown those to. Oh, them the yet. shows. Those are the best, man. The sweetest my chef. Really liked oh them, my yes. word! Oh, boy, you think we that was like Stick Manhattan? Yeah, they had all those. those the movies were good, but the show on a regular basis was just on a I weekly re- basis. I do. Prices. You're, you're, uh, and, and all and a lot of those shows, by the way, are on Pluto TV and Zumo TV yes. and all of these great apps. They I don't That's know right. how they got access to these, but they're showing them for you guys. Yep. My Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, so you can catch that as well. Dallas, uh, huh? Dallas. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I wasn't really into the Dallas Dynasty thing. Yeah. Really, I, I just who shot Jr. Who cares? But the whole country I, did at that time. I know it was. I know they were really big. Mm-hmm. They were Falcon Crest. Yeah, like I, I, yes, yes. I remember those all being on, but. For some reason, I don't know. They just didn't. They didn't do it for me. I guess mm-hmm. Dynasty was the only one I remember watching for a couple seasons. It was like the original, you know, like uh, prime time soap opera. The soaps were right. General soap, Hospital. Dude, I mean, you go, soaps, hey, it was and ridiculous. I remember coming home from school, like it's like setting the VCR to watch those. Like how yes. crazy was I? Yeah, exactly correct. You still have a VCR? I do somewhere. Yes. Yeah, I do. I still have VCR tapes. I mean, yeah, I got them somewhere. Yeah, I do too. You know, if it works or not, I don't know. But I think no, you can I'll... buy them for like 10 bucks now, I think, somewhere. 
do you think that like a lot of things have come back? I don't know if you know this, but like old cassettes, while not people are playing them, but they have some value. Like yes, eighties cassettes. I, I never would have thought. Yep, they still would. have but all if mine. You, yeah, if you still have those, I you know every once in a while I see some of these pop up. Yep. And yep. and yeah, eight tracks. I think uh, also a real retro. And um, you know, listen, record. What's players. the next thing to come back? No, I have record players. I, mean, right. I have I have that, and that came back in a big way, and so did yep. vinyl. Is yep. there anything else that would, would come back, you think, over the last 20, 30 years? You think, like, CDs will make this huge comeback? It probably, right? I mean, you got to think about it. If cassette tape, nobody's playing cassette tape, No, right? but people it's, collect them. Just, yes, the, just yeah. collect them or anything. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to collect. I mean, VHS tapes you collect, but nobody's really, you know, playing VHS tapes that, anymore. I don't see any possible reason for that. No. Absolutely. I mean, people like the feel of having a vinyl record and right. putting it on and hearing the sound. Like people like tangible music, but in I terms would like of like rotary phones to make a comeback. Yeah, that's interesting. You that's know what I mean? Yeah, I think no, the classic ones. One. You remember that used to be some like style. Like what kind of phone you got? Uh, you know, what kind of phone do you have and in the, the house? Yeah, too. right. Exactly. Yeah. So anybody, I don't think kids today would have any idea what that, like, what am I supposed to do with this thing? Like, I don't understand what is that. It, it's crazy how we got from there to now. Like, Amazing. Like, to Amazing. even think about it. I know that uh, yesterday also, Joe, uh, Apple announced that they're putting out their new uh, iPhone. Yes. And essentially, it's, it's a lot cheaper, but I don't know. Like, I, I went through this, this whole era for about four or five years where i always wanted yes to upgrade and have the new phone and now i'm like i don't know where you are i know that you have an iphone also but uh, i'm like the once every two year guy now like right. i i can i wait till i i notice it's sort of slowing down or the battery is sort of dying and then that's when i make my next purchase i so. wouldn't um it was so funny the one they had come out with over the last couple of months and and you're right i i've been waiting for the next generation of one because the next generation one has 5g this it, may, i don't it, know if this has it this one the one that they no, this they, is they not yesterday yet. is just like a, a it looks like a cheap version like it's they, another they, exactly so the next one after that is the okay. one because this thing i can barely hear i got to keep it on so it's this one the is fall, right? on, the, the fall on one legs is, but yeah, the, i think that they always do the the big rollout in the fall because of the holidays yes, yeah because sure, there's so. no reason the, the difference between the phone you probably have right now and the one that they're offering it's the same damn phone. So you might as well wait for the one with the new technology and the new everything else. So I'm holding other, out hope. The other thing that I'm weird about is for some reason, like I know that you could always turn your old phones in and get like 50 bucks, 60 bucks. Yes. I got a bucket of like all of them. I don't know. I'm just weird about that. Like I, even though I know that you can erase everything. Right, right. I, 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 I've had some hand-me-downs and stuff, and I've given some to my kids to play with. They broke them, and they're gone. Right. But I've I've never exchanged a phone. Like, I always am just like, ah, you know what? Right. It, do, I, do I really want this $50? Nah. I'm just, I, I'll keep it, and no one else will have it. Because I feel like even when I delete all the stuff, mm -hmm. like, somehow, I, think, I feel like someone's going to get it. They're going to plug something in, and they're going to be able to get all the phone numbers that I have, all these people that i have yeah. there i, I usually bring a nice heavy duty magnet when i go get a new phone man and uh, just uh, go ahead and uh, fry it out and they'll be like there you go give me my new phone here so you know people do cars like that too like they lease cars every two or three years you know i mean handle the like phones that. are like that it's like yeah i don't want the phone anymore like here you go you know you want the pictures that are on there enjoy yourself so do, do you I mean, think that do you think that when this is all said and done that you think that, like I, like, I was talking to my wife the other day about this because we were talking about house buying and what okay. will happen to the housing market. I know mm -hmm. this has nothing to do with sports, but screw it. We got time. Uh, we were talking about uh, the housing market, mm -hmm. and and on the one hand, I was saying this will probably open it up for us to be able to potentially look at buying a bigger house Absolutely. at some point. Yep. But at the same, in the same conversation, I then thought about it, Joe, and I'm like, yeah, that'll be good for us, but who's going to buy our house? Ah, <laughs> jackpot. Exactly correct. Well, that's, that's the thing. The it's like, it, it, right. So yep. like, I feel like there could be some buying opportunities just yep. in this world when we're done. Maybe yes. if somebody wanted a new car. If, if you had the financial means to buy a new house. And I know for a lot of people watching, it's a ridiculous conversation because there are a lot of you out there who have lost your jobs. And yeah. and certainly we feel blessed to still have one here. Mm -hmm. But I'm always looking for a good bargain. You know, yep. I'm always looking for absolutely you know, online. What what things can I buy right now? Because nobody else wants them. Yep. And, and I know a house is a really big purchase. And we've lived in the same house for 
uh, I think 16 years. Mm -hmm. So we just, you know, we before this all was all happening, we were, you know, kind of right. kicking around and just looking around and we had that conversation. But Joe, that's my fear is that, you know, things get back to normal, everybody's happy, economy's back open, but where is the housing market? Because if I buy a new house, right. I, I don't want to be paying through mortgages. That yeah. I cannot. No, no, it's going to, it, and in, since the beginning of time, guys, I, I don't, I go over the last 100 years, the real estate market is like clockwork. It is cyclical because what goes up will come down. And just back in 2008, when the housing bubble burst, there were an awful lot of people that were in a position to take advantage of that bursting and the whole cycle started over again. And if it does, listen, the good news is, you know, what might have been an unfortable place to rent for you, you know, last month or a month prior. It, you know, probably good. Once you get yeah. back on your feet, boom, you're going to be able to get a place for half of probably what you're doing right now. And if you are looking to buy, um, yeah, uh, you have an opportunity, uh, of course, because inventory is the killer if you're a seller uh but it's also the uh the blessing if you're a buyer because the more inventory better chance you are of getting uh the deal that you want so and i think it works in both ways it rentals does. will go down and yeah. certainly uh because a lot of those people who want to sell who already had done something else moved on they're not going to be able to so here you go. Uh, and, you know. and, al and also, will they want to even, and like, listen, I'm, I'm running a clean ship here, but will right. they even want to come in my house? Like, right. and, like yeah. are, well, are they sick? Yeah. You know, it's like, ugh. Like, I have some realtor friends right now that are doing, they have uh, managed to go to all of their listings and really? basically have done live walkthroughs, Facebook live videos, oh, those cool. types of things, and try to explain it, why they're going around the house. And uh, listen, I mean, the technology is here, so... Uh, but I do think eventually, listen, I would never buy a house by, oh, look at that. I think that's a bathroom. Look at that toilet. Like, I just, I yeah, would I never. Yeah, I got to feel it. Call me it. old school, Joe, but if yeah. I'm going to spend. Exactly <laughs> correct. Money, I yes. Pay. I mean, that's why I don't think retail stores will ever, like, it's like, oh, you just buy it online. Yeah, there's some things I like to go around. Oh, there's always going to be some things. Yeah, like, myself like, on it, that kind of thing. You, like, you got to get used to it. I mean, I, I have I've tried to buy sneakers online and it has not worked no. out. I tried one time, no. and I'm like, yeah, I buy everything else online. Why not try this? They didn't fit. I'm like, you know what? And then you got to return it. I'm like, you know what? I'm never doing this again. No. I will find a way to go to a store and buy sneakers, even though I know exactly what I want Doesn't and matter. how I want them. You just never yep. know. Doesn't matter. You know? Got to touch it, feel it, wear it. It's uh, yeah, you got to be able to do that. Sure. All right. We're all over the place here this segment. Let's get mm -hmm. back to sports here for a minute. Uh, let's get back to our top stories. The WWE announced yesterday, Joe, that they've uh, basically have some furloughs for a lot of their employees. Kind of mm -hmm. bizarre to see this announced like this and make right. such big news. But here we are talking about it. Kurt Angle, once upon a time, one of the more popular wrestlers mm -hmm. and certainly uh, other wrestlers that I got to be honest, I don't know. I didn't know that they existed before, but I don't like to hear this about anyone in sports. But WWE said that it's strictly furloughs. They'll be you know, able to come back if they like, but they did wish some of these wrestlers the best of luck. This also coincides with the announcement two days ago that the governor of Florida announced that wrestling is an essential business in the yep. state of Florida as well. So I'm not really sure where the WWE is at at all from hearing this. Joe. Yes. Um, I mean, well, didn't WrestleMania just hit like 15 million people watching? Yes, yes. But again, I mean, obviously, I think the big names, the superstars are good to go. But, you know, wrestling, you know, the uh, the Monday Night Raw and those kinds of things, um, you know, those aren't necessarily it's where a lot of the guys come up. Yeah, I didn't realize they, they have a big minor leagues in wrestling uh, with yeah. the, um, you know, the NIT or N NW, something along those lines. Three so letters of some kind. It's N, it's consonant. a T, there's something. But it's like the minor leagues of wrestling, and it's huge in Orlando. And, you know, those are the kinds of, they didn't make much money it was to begin with. So I think a lot of these, uh, a lot of these guys right now, listen, no fans and those types of things, very hard yeah, to no make revenue. your way. What, you know, minor league players, what, how, what's, how is that going to work? Yeah, in the that's, scope that's of things. That's a big question. Yeah. And honestly, we haven't tapped into that at all in this yep. show. Some folks have asked me that too. Yep. And that is the biggest mystery, I think, of them all, especially yep. in baseball. I, I mean, I am scared for these kids in minor league baseball. I don't, I don't think they're going to have get to play at all this yep. year. And that's a scary proposition for a lot of these kids who, um, you know, what do you do now? What, 
you know, to make it 400, 500 bucks a month, it's not like it's a, uh, you they're know, gonna have to get jobs next year. You're going to have to get jobs. They're going to, and then there's no, you know, listen, Major League Baseball has been wanting to cut back minor oh, league they're baseball. Gonna do it. They're, this is the perfect reason for them to go now. There's going to be everyone's going to get three teams or there's going to be three, you know, there's going to be two or three minor that's league happening. systems and that's it. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's, it's happening. Independent sure. leagues, gone. Yeah, it's, I don't know how they're going to survive after this. Either. Nope, no idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike Trout, speaking of which, we talked about this at the top of the show, but recapping for those of you who are just mm-hmm. joining us now, Mike Trout went on NBC Sports yesterday and discussed mm-hmm. the possibilities of returning back to the big leagues. Right. I would say, Joe, that he was met with uh, what I would call a little bit of a lukewarm reception to the idea of just solely playing in Arizona. Predominantly the reason for that, I think, a personal issue, of course, he's having a baby this summer. And so he wasn't really keen to the idea of quarantining for four months. I don't know how Trout would react if somebody called him and said, hey, it's this or nothing. We don't know the answer to that yet, but certainly they have expressed, uh, he has expressed, and he's the best player in the league, he has expressed his... uh, sort of non-interest in, in being involved in, in the sole Arizona plan at this point. Yeah, and he's not alone there. Um, but it's uh, when you make $400 million, it's going to be very hard to convince fans that, uh, that you don't want to uh, participate on any level. So, uh, But again, it's still plenty early, two weeks away from May 1st. And the, every option, I believe, is there is a plan for everything. So it'll be interesting to see how it begins to unfold. And who knows, crazier things... Maybe there's a vaccine around the corner we don't know about. So anything is possible. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good news is yesterday also, in case you missed it, the PGA Tour yes. announced, Joe, that they're going to return in June. Uh, interestingly enough, they are essentially, to me, and I have to jog my memory here, but I think mm-hmm. they're the only sport that officially announced two different events now. As the second week in June, they announced their first tournament coming back, and yep. they also announced in November the actual date of the Masters. So That's correct. PGA Tour seems to be putting their line in the sand with specific dates. Yep. And you have to wonder if some of the other sports will either take a cue from this or look at the PGA Tour and say, ah, probably not. Yeah, they, um, they're planning, which is really all that is. I mean, they're just saying we have no intention of canceling anything now. Our intentions are to move forward and come June 11th, we're going to be golfing. And then after that, we plan on this. So uh, until something, until they say otherwise or learn something otherwise, the plan is, yeah, we're going to have a golf season. Yep, it looks that way. All right, we'll uh, take a quick time out on Fantasy Sports today. We'll come back next, go through our iconic stadium tour today on the show. We've got one of the most iconic college football stadiums, of course, in the state of Florida. And then we'll head over to Major League Baseball, one of the National League stadiums that a lot of people feel would have maybe even hosted a World Series this year. They were host, They were supposed to host the All-Star Game this year. Of course, that's probably out too as we take a look at uh, one of the stadiums in California. So plenty more to come right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig, Miss Joe Ranieri, and we're back. Right after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Our tour of the iconic stadiums in professional and college sports continues. You can go back and watch on demand. We've really run through a lot of these over the last couple of weeks, and We continue today with essentially the arch rivals of the Florida Gators and Miami Hurricanes. And before we get specifically to the Florida State Seminoles, Joe, there was a period of time where FSU was the pinnacle of all of college football. Bobby Bowden as the head coach, Mm -hmm. even Jimbo Fisher as the head coach there. FSU went through about a 10, 15 year run where they were either in the championship game or playing for the championship game. What in the world happened? The FSU to fall so far back. I mean, look, Miami was kind of understandable. They lost all that talent. They changed coaches. But FSU had this epic run, and it just came crashing down. Yeah, it was um, Jimbo Fisher is what happened to Florida State. That uh, Jimbo knew for uh, a while that he was not going to uh, be around. And that final year of his, uh, when he went to uh, A&M for the money, uh, everything stopped. And college recruiting... And college football is 
It is a 24-7 gig, which is why a lot of guys can't stand it. They prefer the pros. Uh, and if you stop caring about kids going to classes and if you stop caring about uh, recruiting for the next class because you know you're not going to be there, uh, that kind of lapse uh, is, could send a program back uh, years. And that's kind of exactly. Jimbo left that program in shambles. No offensive line. No, I mean, just didn't care. Guys getting suspended. He knew he was leaving, getting $70 million, and he left that program in total despair. Yeah. And the other thing that's happened also with the big three schools in Florida, which would be Florida, Florida State, mm -hmm. and Miami, is it's become a lot more difficult because teams like Central Florida and yep. South Florida have popped up on the scene, not to mention, of course, FAU, yep. Florida Atlantic, and FIU. Mm -hmm. And what these kids are doing now, Joe, is they're asking themselves the question, do I have to gut it out, wait for two years to play? for Miami or do I just go to FIU and I can play right away? And That's we're correct. seeing the result of that. A lot of these kids are ended up uh, playing at a very high level in the NFL. I mean, Devin Singletary had his choice of playing anywhere, but he would have had to play as a backup for a couple of years, ends up starting mm -hmm. for uh, Lane Kiffin at yep. Florida Atlantic University. So uh, it's been tougher for them for sure, but still no excuse to be as bad as they have been. No. All right, so let's go through the heyday though of uh, Florida State. We start off uh, on the show today with Doak Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee, home of the Florida State Seminoles. And of da, course, da, da, da. Yeah, before the Braves were doing the da, 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 it was always FSU. Uh, opened up in 1950. I have been there. I went to see Florida play Florida State there back when that game mm -hmm. meant a lot. They've won three college football championships, Joe. And Bobby Bowden, of course, was the head coach there for a billion years. And when it's all said and done, Bobby Bowden is probably going to be known as the uh, the greatest college football coach of all time that's not named Nick Saban. Yes. So I think Nick Saban's going to pass him up. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, what can you say? Bobby Bowden, um, his career in general, is um, it spanned a lot of decades, a lot of um, evolution of the game, college game certainly there. And, uh, you know, from his days of being at West Virginia, coach of West Virginia, and then eventually making his way to Florida State. Uh, it's his footprint is still felt even uh, today, as a matter of fact. And a funny interview, by the way. Um, great interview. Yeah, it really is a good interview. Yeah. I mean, he's a great storyteller, and sometimes he has no idea who he's even talking to. But That's he fair just. Too. Yes. I don't think he even coached the last five years. He never no. wore a headset. Ever. Yeah, never. Just walking up and down the sideline. Yeah, yeah Jimbo. Was, I mean, he had, yeah. He had I know, and it's yep. unfortunate because when Jimbo became the head coach, he, uh, you know, he was kind of out of it. He never was around. But Bowden right. was just not part of, of FSU. Yep. And then he left. Willie Taggart came. They invited uh, Bobby Bowden to have his own office again yep. in Tallahassee. But the team has been so bad that they fired Taggart. And now yep. uh, Norvell takes over. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But you're right. From a recruiting standpoint, when that guy gets in the room, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a different Bobby feeling. Bowden, you got to be kidding. Ridiculous. Yep. yep. All right, so the iconic players in the history of Florida State, pretty solid list, I would think. We went six deep here, and we'll see if we forgot anybody. We'll start off with Ron Simmons. A lot of people may not know who Ron Simmons is. Maybe they only know him from his WWF wrestling days and WCW mm. wrestling days, but a great professional wrestler, uh, best linebacker probably in the history, best pass rusher in the history of Florida State football. I know this is going pretty far back for those of you, so... Get out the Google machine if that's what you need. Uh, Fred Bolitnikoff, Hall of Fame wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders. People forget he also played for FSU at a time mm -hmm. where throwing the ball wasn't all that prevalent. But certainly he's a top six Seminole of all time, no doubt about that. Uh, Deion Sanders, Joe's favorite player of all time. Yep. See the picture of him there. Was an awesome Seminole. Uh, Derek Brooks, College Football Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame. No doubt about it when he was there, he was very dominant. And then we get into some championship seasons here with Warwick Dunn, who was, at the time that he played at FSU, and honestly, even in the NFL in his first couple of very years, underrated. he was tough to yeah. tackle, tough yep. to tackle on the Buccaneers and uh, even the Falcons for a couple of years. But at FSU, he was great. And then Charlie Ward as well, of course, the Heisman Trophy winner, and uh, played on the Knicks. People, uh, people may not remember. He played in the NBA as well. So... There was a couple of names of guys who actually had really good FSU careers. Oh, you missed num number one. I can't believe you put Ron Simmons at number one. No, well, he wasn't one. It's just I like, go from old to new. Yeah, well, the old should I? I can't believe you missed him. I, I'm, I'm shocked as a matter of fact. You missed a good one? Yeah, yeah. 
Burt Mr. Reynolds? You damn straight, Burt Reynolds. That's correct. How do you not put Burt Reynolds on? Anybody more famous right. on this list than Burt? I probably should have put Burt Reynolds Smoking on. and a bandit. You're doing them wrong. Just doing oh, them dirty. Okay. Yeah. Ridiculous. Burt Reynolds is, uh, maybe should have been in there. And he was a pretty good football player, too. At, uh, at, he was uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was okay. Uh, other FSU players, Chris Wenke. Oh, God, no. No? Ugh. He was a great college player. He was though. like 42 in college. Like, say, it wasn't even, you know, would he play baseball? I think first? he's playing this year. Yes, that could be. <laughs> it could very well be. <laughs> I think he was, uh, yeah, he had played baseball first, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Peter Warwick at wide receiver. Very good. Oh, Terrell boy. Buckley. Oh, wow, man. You're going very nice. Yep. And then Marvin Jones is another one who. Also, yeah. Big FSU. The first career. or second pick in the draft, the NFL yep. draft. They call him Shade Tree. It was like the biggest. Baddest mm-hmm. linebacker or outside rusher yep. that there was at the time. Didn't they have a uh, really good kicker too, right? Until he got to the NFL. Uh, I think they always. Uh, yeah, they always got a kicker. kicker. Then his brother came in there, and uh, yeah, uh, it was Arroyo, the wide right. Uh, yeah, Aguayo, well, right. that was yeah back in those days. Absolutely correct. But yeah. Mowry was a kicker for them. He was a wide right guy. Yep. Absolutely. Remember Scott Bentley? Also wide right. Exactly correct. Yep. You know, I think I may have forgot somebody else on this list now that I come to think about it. Sebastian Janikowski. That's absolutely. I was going to say, there's a kicker on there, right? Always. Yeah. uh, Is Sebastian Janikowski a pro football Hall of Famer? uh, Yeah. What did he play, 20 years? I mean, where is he on the um, the the all-time scoring list? He's got to be be number one. He played forever, but I don't don't know. It's, It's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of people don't even realize that even currently right now, Dalvin Cook is a FSU alum there, guys. True. Yeah, True. so Jalen Ramsey was FSU. I, when you look at a lot of these, Derwin James, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys currently right now, the uh, that crop of uh, all-star NFL players all came from all came from there. Peter Bulware, too, was another guy, I yeah. think, uh, also had it. And... What about Anquan Bolden played for about 9,000 years? Yeah, that's another great name, yep. too. Yep, yeah, and also sure. played. So, yeah, they've had their share. That was, I uh, can't believe we only got one sheet there, really, but okay. I had one. I How about Lee Corso? Didn't Lee Corso play there with Burt? I mean, you're going back 100 years on these well, guys. Yeah. I'm going back 100 years. You know you, what? In fact, you Burt opened Reynolds. with Ron Simmons. Like no, Ron Simmons <laughs> played in the 70s. Who did? Ron Simmons. Yeah, oh, oh, all right. So, well, I mean, if you're going to go 70s. Did Burt, yeah, well I, well, I try to do it when the stadium opened. Did Burt Reynolds play in, when, in 1950s? In the 50s. Yeah, in the 50s he played. So did, did Lee Burt? Corso, I believe. No way. I think Corso Lee played Corso in the was 50s the coach, with him. wasn't he? Yeah, I'm fairly certain Lee Corso played in the 50s with him. I thought, because I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he told those stories too, Lee. Let's see. He went um, 19, no, it can't be 1978, that's. No, definitely not 1970. Yeah, I don't think anyway. Uh, I don't know. What really say here. He was elected into the FSU Hall of Fame in 1977. Who was the Lee? Burt Reynolds. Yeah, see, he played in. Uh, the... He played in 54, 55, and 57. Whatever. Right. And so when was? Yeah, Corso? he would have. He would have qualified. Yeah, he'd have got Corso into there too. Definitely not. No, Corso nope. was way before that. No, you don't think so? I don't. I don't think so. You can Google it. You know what? I am going to Google it because Lee Corso is probably just as old as what. uh... Lee Corso is older than me. Maybe he coached. Maybe he was the coach then. That's what I'm saying. I think Lee Corso was the coach there. Coach, uh, let's see. He coached Florida State. How old is Lee now? He is 84. So he would have been. Um, He's not on the list. Just move him, move him, move him out. Move yeah, him out that's another thing. Listen, I love Lee. He's another guy that great I interview. Do too, but I'm not doesn't know him. where he is half the time. It's I'm not or who's him. playing. He's out. All right, let's move on to a little baseball here, and we're gonna go to now. Remember, the Dodgers started off playing in Brooklyn, and uh, we had Jackie Robinson Day yesterday. So I'm leaving the Brooklyn guys out here because we're just gonna do the Los Angeles. Dodgers here. So let's start off with that. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, otherwise known as Dodger Stadium, opened up in 1962. This broke the hearts of every single Dodger fan in New York, in Brooklyn. I hear it all the time. My entire family from there, they always talk about it, how great it was in Brooklyn and how bad it was in LA. I mean, this is uh, arguably one of the top franchises in the history of sports just leaves. I mean, you don't see this that often. And so 
That's what happened. They went to L.A. in 62. Yep. And they ended up winning four World Series championships. I, I think that most people, Joe, find it very hard to believe with all of the talent that's come through L.A., especially over the last decade or two. Right. And with all of these young players and, and you know, the Mike Piazzas and Hideo Nomos and, and all of the great players that they've had, Bellingers, that they, they haven't won a World Series since 88, man. Really? Like it's been yeah, so long since yep. they've won. Like a lot of people don't realize that how long it's been. But they did win some in the seventies, then they won one in the sixties, and of course that one in uh, in nineteen eighty eight. So mm. let's uh, let's go right from here to the iconic players in uh, in, Do- in yeah. Dodgers uh, Dodgers history. Now again, I'm I'm out on uh, the the Brooklyn guys, or else we would have Duke Snyder here and Gil Hodges and a couple of others. So we're gonna just stick with the L A. Because Sandy Koufax played in both Brooklyn and L.A., mm-hmm. and uh, and he and Don Drysdale made up that combination in the '60s that led them to World Series championships. Don Sutton is another yes. uh, Hall of Famer that is there. We got him there as well. Steve Garvey, you know, pro- probably not a Hall of Famer, but he played for the Dodgers for 13 years, won the National League MVP, was part of a World Series championship for them. Biggest forearms on a man I've ever seen in my life. Yep. And a, and a really good player in his time, for sure. Uh, Fernando Mania, Fernando Valenzuela. Everyone remembers when he was on the front of Cornflakes bl- boxes. It was just, uh, he when he came into the league, he was as popular as any player in the league for a couple of years. Ended up throwing a no-hitter as well. Uh, rookie of the year in 1981 and Cy Young, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Oral Hershiser had one of the best baseball seasons of all time in 88. He had that scoreless streak going. He was also won the World Series with them. And then I put Clayton Kershaw here in the end because I don't think there's any doubt that if there are only a handful of players that are destined to the Baseball Hall of Fame when it's all said and done, right. Kershaw is on that list for me uh, right now. So those are the seven L.A. Dodgers that I have that played in Dodger Stadium, Joe. No Ron Say, really? I got Ron Say here as, as uh, honorable mention. Davy Lopes, then you got, got Davy on there? Do not have Davy Lo- Lopes, but very well aware of who Davy Lopes no. was, yes. All right. And um, uh, who was the uh, catcher? Got some others. Who was the catcher during that uh, era there of the early It would 80s? have been Jaeger. Jaeger, that's it. Yeah, Steve Jaeger. Sosha. Sosha uh, was in there. I got a couple of them. Uh, Maury Wills is another one who was yeah. a that, great, great player. Yes. Um, yep. Won the MVP, I think, in 62, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Uh, Kirk Gibson. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. He didn't play with them long enough, I don't think. To, that was at the end, you know, too, wasn't it? That was yeah, the he played with him. Detroit for Detroit, right, from forever. about 82 through 86 or 87. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he played with the Dodgers for a few years. Then he, I think he kicked around some other other places as well. Yep. Um, number one, it would have been on this list if he would have stayed in L.A. for sure. Mike Piazza would have been number one. Yeah, that's, yep, absolutely. But I think that he's known as much of a Met as he is uh, a Dodger. As any exactly correct. Yeah. Yep. And then Ramon Martinez, I threw Ooh, in here. Oh, that's good too. Yeah, that's that's actually really good. And so, your guy, Gagne. Gagne for at least two years. Yes. Yeah. Why the needles were rolling? Uh, unbelievable. Good old Eric Gagne. Uh, and they didn't have. They didn't. You know, the closers weren't. I don't remember the Dodgers being outside of Gagne. I mean, were they ever synonymous with, with closers? I don't think so. Not yeah, really. I don't ever remember. Starting pitch, the Dodgers were always about starting pitchers. They had some of the best in the game. And they still are. They yep. still find these guys. Uh, yep. You know, another name, too, on here that I didn't have, Hideo Nomo. Yes. Yep. Also. Hideo Nomo. They, they always, they do, they did such, they were really the first team to do all of this overseas scouting. Right. Before some of the other teams caught on. Pee Wee Reese didn't come to the Dodgers. No, uh, he was only Brooklyn. Uh, well, that's all only... you can do a whole sheet on just the Brooklyn. You could, yeah, could do. yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, but but the Dodgers through the years, from the international point of view, they ended up with a guy named Hiroki Kuroda for a number oh, yes. of years. Takashi Saito was there. Oh, yes. Yep. They they just kept you know funneling Hunjin uh, Rue. They just keep funneling these guys in from Japan always. and yes. Korea. Yep, and I don't know how they did it, but they always found a way. So yeah, I mean that's uh, they seem to have had that pipeline that has just uh, worked out. I mean, for as rich as the Yankees history and some of the Blue Bloods, I mean, you can go, uh, you know, Roy Campanella. You can, I yeah, mean, Brooklyn you start also. Going, yeah, yeah, I mean that whole Brooklyn team it's, was and leading into even those early days because I don't think they were. 
they weren't as good as they were in the 60s as they were in the 50s, right? I mean, once well, they, they moved. They kept going to the World Series in the 50s. They kept losing. Right. Yeah, right. And then they won one in 1955. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. So They got to L.A. They were actually really good. It's just not a lot of the players are very well known on nope. those early 60s Dodgers teams, except nope. for the pitching, as you know, with Koufax and, That's and Drysdale. And those guys were part of it. But, yeah, there were some other, you know, sort of unheralded guys. They would just kind of filter guys uh, coming in and out. But. Again, a story for another day and really an era for another Pedro day. Pedro Guerrero, I think, was on a team Absolutely. there for a while. Absolutely. Pedro Guerrero in the yeah. 80s was, yeah. a co- was a co-MVP. Didn't, they, didn't uh, Matt Kemp uh, play there and get a lot of money? That wouldn't he? Matt uh, Kemp did. He was runner-up to Ryan Braun for the MVP. Ryan Braun, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, and then I don't know what happened to him either. It just oh, He's almost on the Marlins this year. Yeah. All right, we're back in just a couple of minutes on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mitchell along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show. And as we close out today's program, we're going off the grid a little bit. Everyone says you got to stay on the grid. But today we're going off the grid in terms of sports. And we've covered some sports movies. We did that one about a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. And, and everyone's doing their favorite movies of all time, their favorite series of all time. But I don't think people are paying enough attention to sequels of movies, Joe. Like that. And so that's what we're going to dive into as we end the show today. Now, now, first of all, before we go any further here, are you a big movie guy? Are you someone that will fork up the 10 bucks or whatever it is, 12 bucks, you'll go to a movie, you'll have a date, or you'll go with a buddy? Are you uh, someone that has to be there on opening night? Like, how do, you, how do you feel about the movies in general? I am a guy that will, uh, will be up to date on Cody all day long, and uh, I have no problem. Uh, going ahead and kicking back and watching a uh, watching a movie uh, when it's uh, convenient. But I'm not a guy that's got to be there. Okay. Uh, you know, I know a lot of the comic book guys are like that. Yes, uh, for sure. Not me, no. Yeah, the only the only movies that I've always wanted to, to see before anybody mm-hmm. else or see at the same time were the Star Wars movies, and that's it. Yes. The Star yep. Wars movies were the only ones that I just, and I, I wanted to see them because in this day and age of social media, I didn't want anything ruined for me. Right. Right. Oh, you might as well. It's a good point. Yep. Yeah. So that's why I check those those yeah. ones out. So what we're going to do here on this final segment of Fantasy Sports Today is we're going to go through not the best and worst movies of all time. Okay. No, that's too easy. What we're going to do is we're going to go through my best and worst sequels mm. of all time. Okay. And see if you guys agree or disagree, and then potentially Joe will throw in his two cents on. Love this. Yeah, sequels as well. Fun of all but, and, yes. and also, something that's too easy is just to go from the best to the worst. No, no, no. Here on this show, we're so far outside of the box that we're going to go from the worst to the best. I mean, I that it. is just so Oh, intimate. you want to go worst? Okay, so let me get the, all right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Let's do worst, okay. Joe. Let's start off with worst. Let's People don't go. realize Joe, Joe's yep. hitting the buttons here. The yep, go ahead. All right, so the worst sequel that I've ever seen is Zoolander 2. Yeah, I'm not Let not me tell you something. A lot of this, argument here. I loved Zoolander, and when they decided that they were going to put out a new one, my wife and I went, and we went to, uh, in your neck of the woods, in the mm-hmm. IPIC over in North Miami yeah. Beach. And it, it was like a big deal. We were excited to see it. Because, look, when we go to the movies, I would say, like, one or two out of every five times we want to go to IPIC. You know, we want to have dinner. We want to, you know, eat. Yep. And all that. Yep. And this was one of those, you know, married date night type movies. And I got to tell you, Joe, this, it, it was so bad from start to finish. It was so epically disappointing right. that uh, I got to put it at the top for me. And maybe it's because it's in my recent memory. I know it was out a couple years ago. But I, I, I will have to tell people that have all this time on their hands and binging movies and binging shows to stay away from Zoolander 2. Yeah, I, I don't. They're just. Um, I didn't get it. I didn't get the um, the reason why. Some, you know, some of the, and that's the problem with a lot of these is some of them coming off of the best, and I mean ultimately classics of all time, and 
I get why you wanted to make a sequel to Zoolander, but it just it should have been left alone. Yeah, it, it was. It, this was a terrible movie. Now, Anchorman Two wasn't terrible, but it was terribly disappointing to me because Anchorman was even above Zoolander in terms of how well-received it was and how much everybody liked it. Anchorman is one of the most quoted movies over the last 20 years. And Anchorman 2 just, just fell short, I felt, mm. though. It just was not as good as the first. And so, yes, I'm putting it in an all-time because when you, when, it's really hard to live up to it, but I was uh, supremely disappointed. Now, now, by the way, if you haven't seen these, let me know, too, and we'll just skip over any okay. of them. Okay, yep. Yep. All right. So you, I you got saw both you. of these. You saw Zoolander two and Anchorman two. I saw Zoolander two. Anchorman was one of my uh, all time. Uh, both of those movies, two of my all time favorites, and both. Um, I, I very hard for me to argue with both. Uh, Anchorman two was just not what I anticipated it was going to be, no, or I'd fun. hoped. And uh, the third one's good too. Is it Anchorman three? No, no. Your uh, oh, your okay, third choice you. here. Yes. Gotcha. My bad. Uh, Major League two. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember when this one came out in the movies, I went to see it. Mm -hmm. And it, it's always a bad sign, Joe, when like the main stars of the movie don't show up to do the second one. Exactly. You know? Yep. And when Wesley Snipes backed out of, of Major League Two, I still went to see it. And Omar Epps was, you know, mm -hmm. good in it and everything, but it was bad. And they went back to the minors and all. It was just bad, bad, bad. Nope. Really. Uh, what, I mean, we, we I think we did, like, worst baseball movies of all time, and I had to put uh, Major League It has to be. Yes, it had to have been on. I mean, it was just, it was awful on every level, and especially, and that's the big problem, right? If you can't bring back the original cast of characters from the first one, then you are... You probably shouldn't do the movie. Shouldn't do the movie. Uh, do, do a prequel. Now now they do all these prequels. It makes more sense. That would have been much better than this. because yeah, that younger. Terrible. Nope. All right, so that's that's our that's my third one. My fourth one is Caddyshack too, which it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a shame, Caddyshack. I'll tell you what, Caddyshack of all of the movies here was probably my favorite of all of them. Yes, number the first Caddyshack, and you know, look, they didn't bring back. Uh, I, I don't think Chevy Chase or Bill Murray were even in the movie, or if they were, they were only in it for like five minutes. Yes, and um, Jackie Mason was the star of it. It just yeah, it was. No, no, Rodney and uh, and company and Ted Knight and yeah, no, like no, none of them were in it. No, exactly, like no. I mean, that's the cardinal rule, and it's so funny because you would have thought there was enough movies from previous experience that if you don't bring back the regulars, it turns out to be terrible. But they just they money, money, money because they knew guys like you and me, we'd Suckers. pay the money to go get it. Exactly uh, correct. Yep, sorry. yep. Disappointing. And then uh, what some people feel is one of the worst cinema, uh, cinema movies of all time was Be uh, Weekend at Bernie's 2. Yes. Remember how popular Weekend at Bernie's 1 was? That's correct. And then, uh, Joe, uh, essentially, you're bringing back someone who is dead for a second time. Yes. To do movies. And I think some voodoo magic got him alive or something like that in the second one. So he yeah. was dead but still sort of alive. Yep. I don't really remember it from start to finish, to be honest with you. But as I was doing my research, it did jog my memory to make sure I mentioned this and mm -hmm. recommend. By the way, all five of these movies, if you have the time, don't waste your time. Yes, no, time. don't. Yes, so true. Any other ones come to mind, by the way? Yeah, you know, I was, I'm was i a big uh, horror movie guy, too. So I okay. thought um, The Exorcist 2 was just awful. Um, and, uh, you know, it was so original and one of its kind that, you know, people were leaving and fainting in the movie theaters. And then you... Right. And you brought it back with just a ridiculous story. So, okay, like, yeah, no, horror movies have had their runs. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street was known yeah, as a really bad one. Their follow up was really absolutely. Right? Poltergeist okay. did like a third or fourth one, which was right. so stupid. And you know, make you know any what sense. was good? Um, a lot of the Friday the 13th were pretty good for, for a while. The first couple, yes. Yeah, they were yeah, second, the third, couple. fourth. I yep. think they were. Uh, I remember yep. watching them thinking, oh, this is still pretty good. Yes. Um, and, and then, you know what else had legs? Uh, through the first, I think, three or four, maybe, was Saw. Yes, The second absolutely. Saw was actually good, and the yep. third one, I think, it got really stupid at, yep. at some point. But, uh, you yeah, know, they Saw They did the same thing so with good. The Fly. You remember The Fly, oh uh, the gosh, original I, one? They have a second and one. And they had a Fly, yeah. too, and it was it was so fake, it was it was awful. It was just not good. I don't remember that. Yeah. Son of the Fly. 
Yeah, it's that fly two is like should have, yeah, like fly one was good, fly two was uh, was just completely out of the control. And so was like the first, I think there was like a Jaws revenge, like number. Yes, Jaws good one was good, Jaws yes. two was bad, Jaws three was in 3D. Yes, yeah, and was then terrible. they had another one was awful. It's like, yeah, no, this isn't going to work And Quaid, I think, was the third one. Yes, that's correct. So there was a lot of those types of, I think Rocky got ridiculous too after a while. They just beat it. it. Uh, die hards at the end were just terrible too. Yeah, there was one of the diehards that was not good. Yeah, I and I it. think what was the other one too? Uh, did you have that up there? Uh, speed? Did you have speed? Speed too. That's a great bad one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, Keanu uh, Reeves in the second one. Oh right? god, it was awful. Uh, Short Circuit too. Oh, I don't. I don't even remember that. Awful. And uh, what was it? Three men, a guy, a dog, and a kid, or some? <laughs> I almost had like that, that in there. Three yeah, men and a was, little lady. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Like, now you're gonna awful. give me look who's talking to, right? Yeah, I, I, awful. That's next. Yeah, awful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go from the best <laughs> yeah. to the worst. Yeah. Oh, look who's thank talking goodness. To. Give me something yeah, I can we're work out, we're here. Out. This is awful. Oh, all right, good. So the best ones of all time, Empire Strikes Back is the best sequel of all time. I, I think it's hard to argue on that one. It's considered the best Star Wars movie of all time, so I, I think it, I think it's the best sequel of all time. I like uh, it. Second best, Godfather 2. I, I could I could make the case Godfather 2 was just as good as Godfather 1. Right. And for those of you who are a little bit older and you've never seen these movies and you've been intimidated of watching the God... I mean, it's, you really... Uh, you know what? We should have put Godfather 3 on the bad list, actually. Yes. We should have went back and did that. Yep. But uh, Godfather 1 and 2 were really good. And, and and people say, like, which one was better, 1 or 2? I think they were the same. Like, it's very, very rare to have that. They were yep. both that good. Uh, you know, Terminator 1 was okay, but when Arnold... Uh, and Lynn, uh, yeah, I just thought the second Terminator, I mean, you could mm -hmm. maybe put this one at the top. I mean, that's how popular Terminator was in the 80s with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Very good. Yeah. And good. Uh, Alien, first mm -hmm. one, okay. Aliens, the second one was awesome. Yes. The Aliens movie with Sigourney Weaver. Mm -hmm. uh, they made like three more after that, too. And I actually thought they were okay. And I watched those. Uh, similar to the Predator movies, that they, yes. keep, they still do the Predator movies at this point. Yep. But but the second Aliens, people think that it was the first one, but it actually was the second one. And then uh, the Wrath, the Star Wars uh, or Star Trek did a bunch of movies, and I, I think that I sort of remember most of them. Yep. But the Wrath of Khan in the '80s to me was the best of all of the the Star Wars uh, Star Trek movies. And yep. some people actually like the, the Voyage Home, and they like a couple of the other Star Trek movies. And yep. I've never been a huge Star Trek guy, but that original cast in that second movie uh, where, if I'm not mistaken, spoiler alert for those of you who have never seen it, Spock dies, right? Yes, yes. Search for Spock, and then in, they have to do another Star Wars movie, so he's got to be alive. Yep. And, and yep. Uh, the search for Spock, I think, was the was the third one. Yep. And there was a bunch in, his, in those series. And listen, there was a lot of sequels that were just, they went beyond... The second and maybe even of a third course. one. You know, yeah. the Lord of the Rings was just all good. All mm -hmm. good there. I thought Superman two was just which as, one was uh, Superman two? The uh, Superman two was where they had the um, um, was, guys come. Uh, they were in jail. Gene Hackman. Yeah, right. Yes, Gene Hackman was in that one, and it was the three people that were. Stuck right. in a piece of glass that suddenly right. uh, yes. came out. Uh, yeah. Zod. Zod. Yes, that's it. Zod. Zod. Yes. yes. So, yes. I mean, that, that was, was... You're right. That's a good one. That's a very good suggestion. In fact, I would say that was better than Superman 1. Yeah. I, I, I thought Godfather 2 was better than Godfather 1. But I yes. think they have been. Yeah. I mean, that was... Uh, that. Those were right over there. I think Toy Story 2 also, many people remember wow. it more. Wow, Joe showing range. Yeah, here. more than... Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Tom Hanks is like, come on. And uh, I'll throw one more out. It was really good. How about Lethal Weapon? Lethal now, Weapon I don't remember two. the storylines for those movies. Yeah, those were good. I mean, the first couple were just so good beyond, you know, and then they, it started to get worn out after that. But that combination was actually really worth, that was worth watching, too. So I like the Born, uh, the Born Identity, all Born Ultimate. All the Borns ones were good, too, I thought. Uh, Mad Max, I know were guys that just loved those, every one of them. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, yeah I, they had some, like two or three, and then after that, it just, they beat them. They just beat him down. Uh, what about the, uh, what's his face there? Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was actually pretty Temple good. Temple of Doom? Too. Yeah. yeah, right. That was actually pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah the uh, one that I was actually looking forward to seeing, and I think everybody else was until he canceled it, probably smartly, 
Although we would, although it would be the top-grossing movie of online of all time, but that doesn't add up to people in seats. Was Top Gun right? Absolutely. Uh, I think yes. Top Gun was supposed to be out next week. Yep. Yep. Not. Um... But, so I, I, I guess it, it's a lot. Not forever. I, I mean, in layman's terms, Joe, I'm supposing it's a lot better to open up nationwide where you have to pay for the movie than just having a fifteen dollar membership to Netflix, right? Kind of exactly what I'm, I guess. Uh, that, I guess yes. that's it. You that's, know, because uh, you yeah, would, you would think that maximize. Most people would say that if if Tom Cruise went straight to um, to purchasing online, right. that it would be the most. Per- maybe maybe that is true, Joe. I don't know. Do you think that if they they did a pivot and made the movie available to only pay per view, that they would gross more than people going to the theaters? Probably. Yeah, I guess a, it's I guess. an interesting thing. They've never done it that way before. But, but then uh, would people get it for free a lot, right? They'd record course, it. It's easier people- to it's easier to pirate that way too as well. So, yeah. yeah, but he announced that it's not going to be out until I think like September. Yeah, so. until 2024 now. Were so you were good. you looking forward to were you No, I really now? wasn't. No, oh. no, no, no. You can't like no, like Iceman, like has anybody seen Val Kilmer? He looks like uh, he's like a, got a gluten allergy or something. Like blown up like a tick. So, yeah, no. no I'm uh, I'm good with that. Let again, some movies just meant to be the uh left alone. Christmas Vacation, that was another one. Those were uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, those were funny. Those were always classic. But um, How about the Mission Impossible movies? Oh, yeah, I mean, um, and uh, 007, you can always get some traction out oh, of those, people too. People love the People swear by those movies. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really go see them that often, but, yeah, there's a lot of people that yep. love the, the Bond movies. There's been, like, a million. Everybody grew up with a different Bond. Yes, James everyone Bond. has that, like, that, that's yep. a, everyone has that debate, the best Bond. Yep, Bond so guy. true. Yep, yep. All that's right, some so classic I, I, list. That, that, yeah, that's, some well, good, uh, that's some good sequels right there. Yeah, well, listen, if, if we did not, let us know at Craig mm-hmm. Mish, at Joe Ranieri yep. on Twitter. You see our Twitter handles right under here. Tell yep. us which ones we missed. Yep. The best and worst sequels of all time. Mm-hmm. Not best movies of all time. We don't no, want to no. do that. Too easy. No, no. Give us best and worst sequels, and I'm sure we missed something. Let us know, and then on the next show, we'll tell you Absolutely. Uh, which ones we missed, and we'll right. go over it. And by the way, we'll be back on the show tomorrow. 11 a.m. Eastern for another edition of Fantasy Sports Today. Make sure you catch Joe and Dane Martinez on the early line. Mm-hmm. Also, the morning after has been on every single day. Make sure you catch that show as well as Pharrell Coast to Coast. And certainly it's going to be a lot of fun uh, mm-hmm. when, when betting comes back to have in-game live on the air as well. So we yeah. got a full range of programming for you Monday through Friday, 12, 14 hours a day. We are live here on SportsGrid. We're going to continue to do it until we get our studio back. And until then... Just make sure you guys stay safe, stay at home, and then hopefully we'll all be watching sports and I'll be back in uh, in our sports world and sports studio pretty soon. For my co-host Joe Ranieri, I am Craig Mish. I hope you guys have a great day. We'll be back to close out the week tomorrow. Tune in at 11 a.m. Eastern, and we'll have another edition of the show for you. Have a great night, everybody. See you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.